Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about speaking your truth. I know I've done podcasts in the past about this very topic, but it has been coming up to me even more. You know, there's so many things that have been happening lately, but a lot of the messages are the same and they're pointing to one thing and that is that we need to be speaking our truth. Here's the deal. There are so many different religions out there that say you have to do one thing, you have to believe one thing, and one thing only, or you're not going to go to heaven, and there's a hell, and there's a this, and there's a that. And let me tell you, religion is super complicated. There's a lot of things that go into religion. History is one of those things. The other thing is that we have the Bible, but the Bible has been translated in many languages and interpreted in many different ways. So it's very confusing. And though people want to say, this is the truth, this is the exact truth, you can't really say that because if you translate something one way, I mean, I'm a, I'm a language teacher and I can tell you That mistranslating one word can change the entire meaning of a passage. So if the Bible has been translated so many times and things get misinterpreted or they are translated in a way that it helps a particular political cause, and trust me, that has happened, then it loses its meaning and you're like, what does this even mean anyway? What is this all about? And it's a difficult thing because I was brought up in a very strict religion where you did this, you did this, you did this, like three strikes, you're out kind of a thing. And in what has happened in our family, someone committing suicide would be instant hell. But that has never resonated with me and it doesn't make sense to me because I think if you get to the point where you feel so badly about your life that that's your only option, you can't be in a mental place where you're contemplating if I do this, it's hell or if I don't do this. Those people are experiencing hell on earth. That's my belief. I'm sorry, but mental illness is the worst. I don't know what more you could experience here on this earth that could be the worst. Because when you're experiencing mental illness, and I know this from family members who have experienced it, not from my own personal self. I mean, there have been times myself when I've gone through depression. Like after my children were born, I went through postpartum depression for sure. And that was a bad place in my life. What should have been an awesome place, like, yes, you have these new babies, wasn't because I was experiencing depression. So if you're in a place where you should be at your highest moment and you're at your darkest because of this depression, 
What are people experiencing who go through this every day? And this isn't an excuse to say, oh, yes, you know, if, if, if your life is so bad, commit suicide. That's not what I'm saying at all. Because I don't think that that's the option that people should take. Like, I feel like people should try to get the help that they need. But in reality, our system in society is not set up to help people in the way that they need it. It really isn't. And that's, we, we can fix that. We should fix that. But for right now, it is what it is. But I'm here to tell you that if you've ever had a family member who suffered through this and they didn't make it and they chose to commit suicide, it's not like I don't think that you should blame them because our healthcare system is set up in such a way that it really does not help people who are the worst and suffering and it doesn't because they have to tell their story over and over and over again. They have to go through all the different medications and it's frustrating to the point that they just want to give up and that's eventually what happens. And that's not to make anyone feel sad and I'm sorry. I just want to explain in this way Because I think there are so many people out there who need us, people who are not suffering from depression, to step up for them and to speak our truth for them. There are so many of us who are left behind who go, you know what, this wasn't fair. This was what happened, but it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. But we don't know enough about this illness or maybe we know enough but we just don't have enough resources out there for people or we put a stigma that like if you say that I'm bipolar I'm manic depression I'm this I'm that that people are going to judge you maybe that's that's what's wrong in our society I don't know I just know that we need to speak up for people who don't have a voice and one of the messages that have been that has been coming through for me loud and clear like yelling at me is speak your truth. I worked with a client today and it was amazing, but this client was like, you know, I was in a strict religious background and this is my problem because I don't believe the same things. And I get it because that was me. Like I grew up in a Pentecostal background, which was very much like You got to dot your I's and cross your T's or you're going straight to hell. And they even put on this elaborate play when I was a kid that was called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames that scared the absolute, I don't know what, out of me because they would have different scenarios like, and, and this is so bizarre, but I totally remember this. I remember they put on this play and they would use people from the church to put on the play. And... The one scene, the opening scene, was this little old lady who would be a sweet church-going lady who was walking down the aisle, and it happened to be the lady who was our Sunday school teacher, who I adored. And she was walking down the aisle, and she just, like, passed over, like, she fell over, and the, the scene was that she had a heart attack, and she died, and she passed away. And so then the house lights would come up and, and, you know, she would come up to the front and there would be St. Peter with his book of life. And they would say, you know, 
is she in the book of life? Because in our religion, if you're in the book of life, you're going to heaven. If you're not in the book of life, Satan's going to come and take you. And and those of you who are not born in this religion or a religion like it, you might be sitting there going, what? But this is exactly what we grew up with and it scared us to death. So anyway, this little old sweet lady that was our Sunday school teacher that we loved you know, she's acting in this play and she's had a heart attack and she goes to the front and they say, she says, Oh, St. Peter, am I in the book of life? And he's, of course she is because she's a Sunday school teacher and she's devoted her life, you know? So the angels pull out one side of their wings and they start singing the hallelujah chorus and everything lights up gold. And she meets Jesus, Jesus comes out, you know, someone in a beard and white, and they hugs her and she goes off to heaven, you know? Okay. But the next scenario is then a group of girls who are at a high school party. And even though they're not bad girls, they try drugs for the first time. And that very first time they try drugs, they overdose and die. And this is a play. I'm not even kidding. You look it up. It's called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And it's awful. Like, so this has scarred me for life. So the girls, you know, I was a little girl. I wasn't a teenager when I saw this play, but it had this effect on me because they were the teenagers in our church. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know those girls. I was like, oh, let's try this drug, you know. And of course, it wasn't very realistic, but whatever. But they're like, let's try this drug. And they're like, what's happening to me? My head feels weird. And they made their voices distorted and lights were going everywhere. So it was awful. Like, it was like a scary movie going on. And they die. And the girl says, we're dead. And I read about this at my church you know, we're going to be in the book of life. And they go up to the altar and they say, St. Peter, are we in the book of life? And even though the girl went to church because she did drugs once, she was not in the book of life. And the devil comes out and it's like heavy bass music and red lights. And they're like, you know, it's scary. You know, they're dragging them off and they're screaming. I mean, you can imagine what this would do to a child. And I was terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I make one mistake, like I'm going to hell, like this is what's happening to me. And this play, it's like the absolute example of what is wrong with religion today. Because that is so not true. That's not what happens. It's personally, and you can take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't, because I know we were all raised under different religious beliefs, and that's okay. And I don't want this to be the reason why you stop listening to me is because you don't agree. If you don't agree with what I say today, that's okay. You can take whatever you like from what I say and leave what doesn't resonate. It's fine. We can agree to disagree. It's fine. But I'm here to tell you that scared the absolute living you know, what out of me as a kid that I was like, you put one toe over that line and you're, and the devil is coming out to drag you down to hell. And that's what it is. And as I've gotten older, I know that that's not true. It's just not true. 
And I had a client this week and we were talking about this and I said, you need to speak your truth. And he said, well, I just, I was raised in this strict Catholic belief and I just don't believe. And I said, I get it. I know. And he said, we have a lot of similarities. I said, yes, we do. You cannot continue living a lie that you know isn't the truth. You know, scaring people into loving God, that's not going to work. The thing is, religion has taught that there's this vengeful, evil God. And that simply isn't the God I know. It's not. And I've known that from several occasions. Number one, one of my very dear friends had a son who has struggled most of his life with drugs. He wasn't a bad person, but he struggled with drug abuse. And he ultimately lost his life due to pneumonia, and it was because... His body wasn't as healthy as it could have been. You know, and a healthy body can fight pneumonia, but one that has battled drugs and that cannot. Not, not unless you treat it early, and it wasn't. And I know that my friend has struggled with this. But that night that he passed away, I was laying in my bed, and I saw at the foot of my bed, this beautiful golden light. It was the most beautiful golden light. And it was Jesus, and he had her son in his arms. And I knew that he had taken her son and that her son was fine and that he was, you know, we all struggle from one thing or another. That doesn't mean we're not going to go to heaven. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Like, I don't believe that there's a hell like everyone thinks that there's a fire and brimstone. It's not that. Okay, we come here to experience different things. And don't think that if people were not good here, that means that they get scot-free. No, that's not what that means. Okay, they have to experience what they did to people here on earth. They do. That's more the hell than anything. Like fire and brimstone, what does that mean? But having to feel the pain that I caused you, that would be the worst thing ever. And that's what they have to experience. They have to feel the hurt and the heaviness that their loved ones have to feel or the people they caused these things to feel. And they have to understand how they could have made different choices. And that to me is so much more profound than you're going to burn up and like, who cares? Well, okay, you burn what? So Nobody knows what that feels like really anyway. It's not that, okay? We're all eventually accepted into heaven. We're all on the other side. But we have to go through our life lessons and say, okay, I did this and I have to to take credibility for that. I have to take responsibility for that. I have to feel what I caused other people. And it's not even in a judgmental way. It's in a way of like, you could have done this better. You could have done things differently. But I think that's so much more comforting because who doesn't know a person who suffered on this earth, who made poor choices that 
you prayed for them, you wanted them to do better, you want, but they couldn't. They just couldn't here on earth. It doesn't mean they're a lost soul or a lost cause because there are none. There are no lost causes. It just means you have to go and learn how to do things better. And when I was talking with this person, this whole speak your truth kept coming up. Speak your truth, speak your truth. And it was not for no reason. Like people really need to speak their truth. And I think there's so many times in this world where we judge others. When instead of judging people, we should just try to help them. And not everyone can be saved or helped because we know that people who don't want to be helped cannot be helped. I mean, as much as you want to do, you can't help someone who says, I refuse to be helped. At least we can't help them in the physical. We can help them by praying for their soul and by saying, please heal them. Please show them their way. You know, please show them how to do this better. And that's really what, you know, we're struggling with now is I don't believe my ex went to hell. I don't believe that. I believe he was welcomed by God because... I'm going to tell you, I'm a parent and I don't care what my kids do. There's nothing they could do that I would ever say, I don't love you and I'm not going to welcome you. And there's nothing. And even if you're not speaking to your child, you know, you still love them. And that's how God feels about us too. There's never a point where God's like, I don't love you. I don't know you. I don't know. That doesn't happen. But we can help even people who have crossed over. When we know they've struggled, we can send healing energy to them and say, please help them heal. And that's what I'm doing with my ex. You know, every day, please send him healing. Because although I don't know what exactly he struggled with, I mean, I know the problems we had when we were together, but that was... 17 years ago. I don't know what he was struggling with personally at the time. But I loved him and I care for him and I want him to be better, be the best version of himself he can be. And people don't always understand that because I have friends who are like, I'm struggling to forgive him and to not want to be like, I hope he goes to hell. You know, and they say these things and I know what they're going through and they don't say these things to be mean or to put that in my face. But I'm here to tell you that that's not what I believe. I don't believe that the God I know is vengeful. I know the Bible says we have a serve a vengeful God. I don't think that's what that means because I can't imagine. He's supposed to be the father of everything. And being a mother, there's nothing my son could do that I would ever say, I don't love you. Nothing. Even if I don't agree with what he does, I still love him immensely. So to me, I don't know what a child could do that a father would say, I don't, I turn my back on you, I don't know you, I don't, 
I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. And you can agree or disagree with that, but just I see that. And I know there are people in my own family who are like, how can you forgive? How can you forgive him for all the things he did? I forgive him because I don't know his struggle. I have an idea. And the idea that I have is that he struggled a lot. Just from what I knew of living with him, it was bad. And that was when I lived with him and it was bad, it was better than what it was when he passed on. So I know that part of him. And I know that he had to really be struggling. And that makes me sad. That doesn't make me angry. It doesn't make me hate him. It makes me hurt. I feel sad that anyone should have to experience that. That sucks. Because nobody knew how to fix it for him. You know, I know he tried to seek counseling a few times, but there was nothing that worked for him. And you could say that he didn't try hard enough, maybe. But I would argue that he was probably frustrated with the fact that he had to go to more than one person and they still couldn't help him. I mean, that would be frustrating. It would. And I say, I feel for anyone who is struggling with a mental illness because it's not fun. And anyone who's living with someone with a mental illness, it's frustrating because you want to shake them. You want to say, get the help, do this, do that. But until you're experiencing it, you don't have any idea how they're feeling. You don't. And I choose to have compassion for people because until I walk a mile in their shoes, I have no idea how that feels. Even with my kids, my kids will say, Mom, you don't understand. You don't understand. I don't want to go to school. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. And I don't understand. Like my brain is like, you've got to go to school. You've got to get through this. You've got, we've got so many. And I'm the teacher, right? You've got to be there. And yet, I've learned over this year, I understand how they feel. Because this tragedy hit, and it is taking everything I have to get out of bed. It's taking everything I have to try to return to normalcy when I don't even know what that is. We're trying so hard. I am. My kids are. And people have been so kind and amazing. And they'll say things like, what can we do for you? What can we do? And I don't know what to tell them. Like, I feel so bad. Everyone's reached out. And all I can say is pray. Because I don't know. I don't know what you can do to make this better because I don't know what makes this better. I know that as soon as he took his life, he regretted it. 
I know as soon as he did, he immediately felt the pain that he caused everyone else. I know that. And I don't want that either for him. But we're, we're still struggling to try to get back to normalcy. But in doing that, one message that I have received so much more than anything else is just speak your truth. Because maybe if people are not feeling like they should, you know, maybe if they're feeling, hey, I'm feeling depressed. Hey, I'm not feeling right. Maybe if they speak their truth, people will get them help or can get them to people who can help them. You know, in the session I had today, where I was going with this was that this person wanted to speak their truth because they didn't believe what traditional religion teaches. And I don't believe that either. I don't believe my ex went to hell because of what he did. I believe that he is learning now how he could have made better choices. And he's now having to feel the pain he caused everyone else. He wasn't able to see that when he was here because he was only able to see his own pain. And now he's able to experience everyone else around him. And I don't think that's a good thing. You know, I think that's probably pretty painful. But he's learning, how can I do this better next time? I think everything is done in love. I think this is a perfect universe where when things happen, even though we don't understand it when we're here on the human side, it makes perfect sense when we're on the other side. It makes perfect sense that now he's seeing what his actions did. And I know there are a lot of people in this physical 3D world who will say, I won't forgive him. I don't forgive. I don't understand. That's not me. I understand. I understand that we all have to pay for our actions. He's not going to go unpunished for what he did. And even saying that, I feel sad because I know he was sad. And it's hard to say that you should be punished for that, but I don't think it's punished in a way like you're going to get 40 lashes. I don't think it's that kind of punishment. I think it's you have to see what your actions caused to others. And that's bad enough. But it's also done in a place of not judgment, but let's make this better. And I think if we had more of those understanding feelings here on earth, maybe life would be a little bit better. I think we're really harsh with people sometimes. We really are. I know that I have had my moments, even with my own kids, where... I was very, like, I expect this, and you need to do this, and I was very much, like, drill sergeant, and later on, I thought, I shouldn't have done that, I should have been more understanding, and I feel like we can all be a little more understanding of what others are going through, and I just 
think that we all need to speak our truths, but also to understand that God is not a vengeful God. I know we've been taught that. He's not. God, the universe, your higher self, whatever you think of, is a loving entity. And no matter what you do, they will not turn your back on you. There's nothing you can do. I don't ever think that suicide is the answer because it's kind of like pushing the reset button on a video game. I used to do this to my sister all the time and I can't even believe she still speaks to me this, to this day because I was so awful, but we would play video games and anytime I would start to lose, I would just hit the reset button. And sometimes I feel like that's what we feel like in suicide. Like when life isn't going our way, we can just do it, start over. Like if I do that, if I do this, it'll start me over and I can just reset and unfortunately, that isn't what happens necessarily. I mean, you still, you're still going to have to learn your lessons. You're still going to learn that karma still follows you. So it's better to learn it here. But I also understand the pain that comes with depression. And I think we need to be better about lifting one another up when we know they're struggling. And... I just want everyone to know that God loves you exactly as you are. Our parents will sometimes put limits on us or put conditions on us and say, you know what, I only love you if you make me proud. God says you always make me proud. There's nothing you can do that will make me deny you ever. And I know there's a verse that says, if you deny me, I deny you. That's, that's not true either. Because my ex here on earth was a devout atheist and said, I do not believe in God. God does not exist. And guess what? God embraced him as soon as he entered. I believe that. And it didn't matter that he denied God. Even though you try to get, deny God, God will not deny you. And it's the same if you're a parent. You know that. There's nothing my kids could ever do that would make me say that's not my child. Nothing. I love them no matter what. And God is the same. We've been taught to fear God and to think that God is vengeful and that he's mean or, you know, we should be afraid. That's not the God I know. That's not the God that God wants being portrayed out here. There's so many people who just choose to turn their backs on religion because they think that God is scary and that God's going to punish you for every little thing, and that's not true. It's not God. It's the humans. Humans are doing that. God says, I welcome you with open arms. Please believe me. Please love me because I love you. And I think that many of us are here to spread that message because unfortunately religion has become a thing that scares people away from God. And that's sad because God doesn't want that. God says, I would never deny you.
please don't deny me. And I think that light workers are here to teach people that we don't need to be afraid of God. We should go to God with everything, with everything. Because God loves us, God is here for us, for everyone, even those who didn't believe in him, he still believed in them. All right, guys. Well, that was a little heavy, and I'm sorry, but that just was a message that I think needed to come out. And I wanted to pull a card for you today, so I pulled a card from my deck, the Divine Whispers deck. And the card that I pulled is cut the cord. You are being asked to let go of people, situations, or problems that are no longer serving you. When you hold on to those things, you carry an energetic cord with them. It's time to ask Archangel Michael to come in and cut those cords for you. When you keep yourself connected to the cords that connect you to the people and situations from the past, you feel the emotional burden that it brings with it. It's almost as if you're carrying around the actual physical weight of that person. That is extremely heavy. Let it go and be at peace today. Your mantra with this card is, I take back my power today by releasing and cutting the power cords to people and past situations that are no longer serving me. I ask Archangel Michael to come in and cut the energy that connects myself to any people or past situations that are no longer serving me. I release them in love. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. And I promise you in the next few weeks, my readings, my messages aren't going to have anything to do with what's been happening in my life. But for now, these are messages that keep coming up. And I want to thank you for all of those who continue to reach out to me and ask how I am. I appreciate that. We are doing better It's a process. You know it is. Grief is always a process. And I want to thank you for being with us. As always, if you like this podcast, please share, please subscribe, please leave reviews, all of those ways that you help, help others to find me. And that's my goal is to help as many people as possible. Also, if you purchase my book, Beautifully Broken, Please leave a review from wherever you purchased it. That helps others to find my book. And until March 14th, you can still get an entry into a contest to win a free session with me. All you have to do is take a picture of yourself with the book or leave a message about having the book and tag me in that message on your social media posts like Facebook or Instagram, and you will be entered to win. I already have several people entered, so you have a chance. Keep entering until March 14th. That is when I'm going to draw the winner. And also, if you want to work with me, go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will see all of the services I offer and how you can work with me. You can purchase the session from my website and then email me or contact me to actually schedule your session. I prefer you contact me personally because then we can pick a time that works the best for you. So you can purchase from my website, but then contact me to actually schedule. 
And right now, my Love Your Life course is still on sale. My coaching sessions are still on sale. And for the month of March, I've also added my past life regressions on sale because I just feel like I want to offer so many ways to work with me. So please take advantage of that while you can. And if you subscribe to my website, you will receive a free morning and evening meditation. Don't forget to follow me on social media where I go live every Monday from 5.30, at 5.30 Central, I should say, um, for a free card reading. And I also post videos on Instagram. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for following me. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you want to contact me for any reason at all. I love you all. I hope that you will have a beautiful day. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.